Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Listen Closely. I am your host, Bobby, and thank you again for tuning in to another episode where I talk all things true crime, paranormal, cryptozoology, uh, the weird, unexplained, dark history, you name it, I talk about it. If you haven't already, please follow me on all my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them are at HTT Listen Closely. There you will see articles or photographs relating to the topics at hand, as well as my new featurettes, including Missing Monday, where I post a missing persons case on my page, along with any information I can find, hoping to help spread the word out, you know, get that out there so that, you know, anyone who might have any kind of information can bring it to the proper authorities and hopefully get some answers to these families. And if you have anyone that you would like me to feature, please send them my way. Send me a name and any information you can find. If you can, a missing persons poster is a lot of help. And let's get that information out there. You can also email me, httlistenclosely at gmail.com, and send me all that information as well. But without further ado, let's get into today's topic. We are talking about the mysterious case of Kathy Page. On May 14, 1991, the body of Kathy Fulton Page was found inside her vehicle in a very close proximity to her residence in Vider. What at first glance looked to be a tragic car wreck quickly turned into a murder cover-up. What happened to Kathy Page and how did this case inspire a 2017 blockbuster movie? So first we'll get into some background. Kathy Page was a 34-year-old mother of two who had recently separated from her husband, of 13 years, Steve, and worked at the Hofbro restaurant in Beaumont, Texas. She was born January 8, 1957 to James Fulton Sr. and his wife, Dorothy Ann Fulton. A few days before her death, Steve did move into a condo in close proximity to her house so that way he could help take care of the children, which Kathy did have with her at the time. So in the early hours of May 14th, Kathy's black Mercedes Tracer was found in a ditch, but investigators quickly ruled out a car wreck. How? Kathy showed no signs of being in a car wreck. In fact, the car itself had very little damage. The soft drinks found in the car, as well as her purse, had not even spilled, or, you know, the contents were not lost within the purse. Kathy's feet were pushed back against the seat, rather than towards the pedals as if she were driving. And the most damning evidence... She wasn't wearing a seatbelt, yet the crash had not thrown her forward. So typically when you crash into anything, you know, the vehicle's momentum may stop, but your body's momentum does not, which causes you to get thrown forward. And in her case, that was not what was happening there. And when they talked to Steve, he stated that Kathy was heading out for some drinks with a friend and called her estranged husband to actually babysit the children while she went out. And in reality, she was going to meet a man for a date in Beaumont. When Steve was first told the news, he looked straight down the road where the car had been found. And he would also become like visibly upset, then jump right back into, you know, just retelling the story with absolutely no signs of tears in his eyes. Nothing bothered him. And then he would like go back and forth. So one minute he's visibly upset. The next minute he's fine telling the story and then, you know, back to upset, back to fine. And detectives actually found this to be very strange. So during Kathy's autopsy, they did show that she had been strangled, her nose was broken, and there was blood in her underwear that would later confirm that she had been sexually assaulted by someone who had a vasectomy. 
blood found on the back of her neck also led investigators to theorize that Kathy had likely been killed elsewhere, reclothed, you know, cleaned up, and placed in her vehicle. And as far as Kathy's date, so he actually volunteered his help to the investigators, including volunteering, giving up his DNA, and passed a polygraph test, so he was never considered a suspect in Kathy's murder. Now as far for Steve, Steve was brought in for formal questioning about two days later, and during his interview, he told police that he and Kathy did have sex that night, and what might not be that surprising, Steve actually had a vasectomy a few months earlier prior to this. So because of this, Steve was announced the prime suspect in Kathy's murder, despite him claiming his innocence. He claimed he tried to help in the investigation, but instead the police dragged his name in the mud and would not let him help. Despite naming their prime suspect, police never arrested Steve, which angered Kathy's family. Her father, James Fulton, was convinced the police were covering up for Steve as he had ties with members of the police force. And because of this, James began painting signs to attract attention from people driving through Vider in hopes of pushing the police to investigate his daughter's case even further. And at Kathy's gravesite, flowers were often kicked around and there were marks found on the headstone. So James Fulton hired a private investigator and actually caught the culprit who was responsible for vandalizing his daughter's grave. And the culprit was Steve Page. And although police would not move forward with arresting Steve, James Fulton instead took Steve to civil court for the wrongful death of Kathy. This would also stop Steve from collecting payments from her life insurance. Steve was found financially liable for his wife's death and was ordered to pay about $200,000 to the Fulton family. He was also found guilty of repeatedly vandalizing Kathy's grave. But why was Steve Page not charged? Well, the police investigation was flawed from the very start as usual steps were not taken to ensure that all the evidence was preserved. In fact, the evidence was lost in some cases. There was no film in the camera in which, you know, they would take the crime scene photos with. So, of course, there were absolutely no photos of the crime scene because of this. And by the time they got the warrant to search Kathy's home, all the evidence that could have been there disappeared. So, I mean, from the get-go, it seems like this was a very botched case. And because of this, they didn't really have enough evidence to charge or convict the husband, Steve Page, in the murder of his wife, Kathy. This, of course, angered and just frustrated her family. And, I mean, who wouldn't be angered and frustrated by this? I mean, this is just one of those, like, this just slipped through the cracks. I mean, it really did slip through the cracks. And, I mean, at first, you can't really blame the cops because when you're first coming upon the scene, they think, okay, it's just a car crash. And then it's not until they get closer to the car that they realize that she is there. And then they start to really look into it, and it's like, okay, this was completely staged. So, I mean, when you're first coming up on a car, you don't necessarily expect to find a body or a body that has been staged. So, I mean, you can't fully blame the cops, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you have to treat every crime scene or every scene as a possible crime. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you can't just walk up on somebody or walk up on something and just be like, oh, this, I'm not going to find anything ever. But this is a small town. I do live not that far away from this town. It is an extremely small town. And, you know, we just don't have the, like, things don't happen like this very often enough to where, you know, they know any better. So I don't know if I could completely blame the cops, but some of the blame is definitely on the 
police force for not having maybe the resources or knowledge to know what to do in this scenario. And as for Kathy's father, James Fulton, he actually continued to buy billboard space next to I-10 and let the world know of this and let them know that his daughter's case is still open and it's still not solved. Police have still not made a move on anybody, much less Steve. Like, he wants it to be known, and he actually has no plans of stopping. He said, basically, it'll stop when he dies. He wants to find the killer. He wants the killer to be convicted, and he wants justice for his daughter, which nobody can blame this man, and it just breaks your heart that nothing's been done for him or his family. And I know I teased y'all about the movie. So the UK writer-director Martin McDonnell said he saw some of the signs in Vider during a road trip, and the messages kind of just stuck with him. And it was those billboards that led him to pen the script for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. This movie would be nominated for seven Oscars. And McDonough would later win the Golden Globe Award and the BAFTA Award for his screenplay. And the film won the Golden Globe Award and BAFTA Award for Best Picture. And the best part of all of this is because of that movie, it actually reignited the case. And as of June 2021, so of last year... Vida Police was actually able to, of course, with the assistance of Crime Stoppers of Southeast Texas, they were actually able to up the reward to $50,000 in hopes of any new information that would lead to the indictment of the suspect or suspects in the murder of Kathy Page. So, you know, thanks to this movie, it brought it back to light and it reignited the want to find out what happened to Kathy Page. Now, they do have their primary suspect they do have a case being built but those last few key things that they need to convict is just not there so they are hoping that you know with the help of the public maybe they can finally piece together those last few things and catch the killer who did this so if you ask me I think I don't know this one's kind of a hard one because the husband did eventually get convicted of wrongful death in his wife's case However, the police can't officially, you know, arrest him or convict him. The grand jury refuses to indict him because the evidence is just so muddy and there's just not enough there. But yes, if you do ask me, I do think that if he didn't do it himself, he definitely had some kind of a part into it. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of one of those classic, like we've all seen it in the movies, where they, the wife and husband separate. The wife started trying to move on, get on with her life. And the husband, typically in the movies, gets jealous or upset that, you know, the wife's able to move on so quickly to where they become jealous and quite possibly murderous. So I can't say 100% whether he did this or didn't do this. But I mean, I'm saying that we've all kind of seen this story play out before in fiction. And we already know that he is not 100% innocent. I mean, he was destroying the gravesite of his wife. So this guy is definitely not the, oh, you know, I'm the sad husband and everybody's just out to get me because I'm, of course, the spouse and it's always the spouse, so poor me. No, he is definitely guilty of at least destroying his wife's gravesite, which I don't understand how anybody can do that, much less somebody that you supposedly loved and cared for. But as I said, this is still an active case. The Vida Police Department is still looking for answers, still wanting to find out what happened and hopefully get those last few key details in to hopefully end this and bring answers to the family. 
and anyone with information about the case can contact the Vida Police Department or submit their information anonymously through Crime Stoppers by calling 409-833-8477 or visiting 833tips.com or downloading the P3 Tips app. And I just want to say that number one more time. It's 409-833-8477. And let's find some answers for this family. I know that, that it's long overdue and they definitely need those answers. And they definitely need justice. But that'll do it for this episode. And I do want to just real quickly point out that we are getting closer and closer to it being a full year that I've been doing this. So stay tuned for, you know, some things that pop up. There may be some giveaways. There may be just a little something, something. I'm still trying to work it out. But definitely stay tuned. Make sure you're on my Facebook page for any updates. And if you can only do one thing, always remember to listen closely.